Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Andrew Tate, how did he go viral? Help me out, David. Uh, just... What? Controversial. Did you clap? I, Did you clap already? Did we start? We're good. <clears throat> we can talk about Andrew Tate. If Andrew you want Tate's to. a. I don't understand at all. <laughs> the guy is literally talking about women like mm-hmm. they are a piece of trash, mm-hmm. and all these men are clapping him for mm-hmm. like grabbing masculinity back. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it is. And the the dude it says the most astronomical, unfathomable comments about people in general. Yeah. Help me out here. How did how did he get so popular? He has a course, right? That was the way he made his first. What kind of course does he even sell? So that's not how he first made his money. He first made his money being a kickboxer. Kickboxer. I yeah. saw because not Logan and Jake Paul want to fight him. Yeah. Of course so they do. Kickboxing. 50, $50 million check right there. So um, are we recording this part? Yeah. We are recording this part. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're glad. <laughs> so Andrew Tate is a perfect you know, mirror, I think, for so much of what is going on in the world today is that there's a lot of people that have – have had this rapid, you know, fame and stardom, and especially through the frame of social media. But what's really intriguing is that it's typically the people that are the most controversial, the most polarizing, the most outlandish of, of opinions and thoughts. And, Trump, um, right? You take you take Trump, and regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on, it's really hard to not pay attention. You know, and he was everywhere for a very, very, very long time, not just as president, but even leading up to that. So Andrew Tate is one of those individuals that <clears throat> I try incredibly hard not to to judge from the outside based on micro content. In the same way that I hope that um, <coughs> excuse me. It's okay. In the same way that I hope that people don't draw character conclusions from from out of context snippets, right? Yeah. So I kind of went down this rabbit hole of really looking at his different content because I was similar. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I've heard so many clips that I'm just like, I want to. I mean, punch him in the face. I want to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> and then he'll kick um, roundhouse kick me. Right, he probably like put me in my own grave, <laughs> uh, knowing how good he is at fighting. But just. Made me sick. Made yeah. me really, really bothered, especially seeing how many people were for some mm-hmm. of the ideologies that he had. But then there was other stuff that I heard him say that I was like, this feels like the complete opposite of what you just said. Who is this guy? What does he really stand for? What is he really all about? And that's the challenge of social media is that a lot of times people aren't fully contextualizing who we are. They don't know all the details and backstory. And so what what I will say is this, is the what has come out. Um, he got banned the, from. The acclaim, I like the claims. There's a lot of claims around human sex trafficking. Um, there's claims around abuse, um, particularly physical abuse towards women. There's a lot of things that he's very explicitly claimed that he's done, and, and he believes like what a man's role is versus a woman's role. And what I would say is that if you look at, because I like to read people, and I have to be careful with this. If I look at that individual, you know, Andrew Tate or otherwise, I see a man who is incredibly confident in who he is, but you know, some would interpret as arrogance. But I don't see a man of peace. I don't see a man of joy. I don't see a man who has depth in relationships. I don't see a man that, uh, you know, and and this might be too harsh of a judgment that he has people that he could call that would genuinely be there for him if it wasn't for 
some form of transactional something. Feel like a modern when I watch this stuff, it feels like a modern day mob boss. Yeah, you know, it just kind of acts like he's he's got this kingdom and mm-hmm. all now the peasants w- are under him. And I will tell you from a marketing perspective, there are some useful things to recognize and learn. Is that um, it's incredibly important, particularly for business owners or if you're building a personal brand or, or whatever, is that polarity and polarizing people is is very powerful. Uh, we've all heard that old adage is that, um, you know, all publicity is good publicity, right? If you can stomach it, right? Because there's, there's a lot of people with a lot of very strong opinions about who this man is. But I will say on the business side, what he did is in order to rapidly scale his business, he brought in his students and what he taught them was not only his business model, but he set them up as affiliates, and so what they would do, and this is where he, why he went so viral so fast. Okay, mm-hmm. he was everywhere. I could not everywhere. All of a sudden, it's every just clip like, was Andrew Tate. It was mm-hmm. nuts, honestly. And so what what he did uh, is that he basically like weaponized his audience mm-hmm. for him. And so what he would do is he'd say, take this whole batch of 150 pieces of content that my team has created. You go create a social media channel uh, yeah. and you start pushing this stuff out. And if people go to your LinkedIn bio, because you can talk about it, and they buy through your affiliate link, you make money, mm-hmm. right? So you got all these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids that are like, oh, Andrew Tate, like he's a BA and he's he's driving a Bugatti, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? His accent's crazy And weird. so you look at it and it's, it's really intriguing to see that when you do have a diehard community of people that are raving fans, that is... Um, that's incredibly powerful from a business perspective, but that doesn't mean that I align with what I understand, his ethics, his morals, his values, and uh, general character. But I do say, I would say this too, I don't know the guy. Yeah. Um, and the hard part about social media, especially in this cancel culture that we live in and things around like free speech and whatever, it's, it's hard. It's hard to know, okay, if you have an individual that seems to be toxic in this way, what is the right decision? Do you let them speak and allow society as a whole to accept or condemn the individual? Or do you silence them, which is what has happened, right? And it's a very challenging thing to, to well, consider. Well, to piggyback on that, did you watch the Manti Teo, um, mm-hmm. Manti Teo um, Netflix documentary? No. Mm-hmm. So if you remember Manti Teo, he um, was a linebacker at Notre Dame. Do mm-hmm. you, you remember him? I don't remember him. Okay, so Mantateo was one of the top recruits. sports guy, man. Yeah, he. <laughs> I watched it this weekend and yeah. the one night was when I was working, and um, he was the middle linebacker in Notre Dame when they lost the national championship, and raised Mormon, strong faith, the way he sees it, and really good guy, known guy. Well, he was the first, one of the first famous people to get catfished, mm. and before the show, catfish blew up. Yeah, and he was the runner up in the Heisman Trophy to Johnny Manziel, ironically. And um, come it come, it came out right before the draft. He he played his senior year. They lost to Alabama, if I remember right. Um, and he he the it, some reporter from Deadspin found out and blew up his spot, and he had no idea he was being catfished. No. And they found out somehow. And yeah. um, basically, he was known as like this golden boy of Notre Dame, super nice guy. Kids mm-hmm. loved him, and then all of a sudden, everyone thought he. Um, because the story was that his dead, his girlfriend actually died. Mm. It was his girlfriend that was catfished. Uh, he catfished them. So everyone thought he used it to get Heisman votes, right? And mm. to make himself look great. Yeah. And it just showed the documentary of 
how it affected him and the truth behind it that he had no clue. The response from the public, I've been reading Twitter and is like total opposite of Andrew Tate. Wow. Is I can't believe we as the media took clips and ran with it. I can't believe we didn't get the full story. So it's, it's ironically the exact opposite is we should have, we should have asked more questions. We should have got more answers. Yeah. The re well, the reason I'm hesitant is Alex, we seem to have migrated from this, you know, the old adage that innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Guilty until proven. Now it's you're guilty until you prove that you're innocent. That's how he was. And it cost him millions of dollars. He Mm. actually dropped in the draft. He was a surefire mid to late first round pick, which guarantees you, 10 to $15 million, no matter if you play it down in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He dropped to the second round, which gives you somewhere between 2 and $5 million guaranteed. So this person who was sick in the mind, the person mm-hmm. who did this, um, cost him a lot of money. And he, just the way he handled it with grace, you should watch it. it yeah. He handles himself with such grace and poise. Mm-hmm. And um, the, his image, exact opposite. Is, that's why I'm saying it, it. It was bolstered by this, right? Yeah. And you know, kind of tying this to, to business and integrity, if you will, or image, um, you only have the truth to, to go to war with. Yeah. And you can make up a persona. Mm-hmm. You could, you could, you could drive an F three fifty that's jacked up. Mm-hmm. You could, you can add all these things to your life, whether you're a business owner, maybe you're Maybe you're making six figures at your job and you want to be the cool guy with the truck in the parking lot with the boys as we all go clock in, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the truth is still there whether it's come out or not, whether you took out a down payment on your house to buy this <laughs> truck, a ham equity line, <laughs> whether you're in debt up between your eyeballs, uh, whether your marriage is terrible because um, you keep spending money on things you don't have the money to spend on, right? Mm-hmm. And that was what was so interesting about the Manti Teo uh, documentary is – he just spoke the truth. This was like a pretty simple, raw documentary. Yeah. He spoke the truth, and it has repaired his image mm. well above what it already was. Wow, yeah. And yes, he went through a lot of pain. He mm. should have came out. The, he stopped playing the NFL a couple years ago. He actually played like six, seven years in the NFL. He had a wow. decent NFL. And the NFL stands for not for long. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> um, the average NFL career is like two seasons, yeah. two to three. Unless you're Tom Brady, right? Unless Tom Brady. Yeah, he's <laughs> playing since the Ice Ages. Goodness. <laughs> that guy is like a dinosaur, dude. He don't want to yeah. die. Uh, retire. It's incredible what Tom Brady's well, done. But anyways, like all you have is the truth. Yeah. And going back, you know, we've talked about integrity on this and – it's convicting. It was convicting to me because this guy had the worst thing happen to him, right? He did nothing mm-hmm. wrong, got tricked into loving someone that was actually a man, by the way. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a guy. And um, thought his, thought she died, like terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he turned it for good, and, yeah. and it really uh, spoke to his character. And I don't know. I, I just challenge anyone listening to this, including myself, including you, is um, – Let's not like let the truth be the truth. Don't fabricate. Don't yeah. try to be some persona, you know, some influencer. You have lots of followers, David. I think you're over half a million across all platforms. Um, across ours, it doesn't matter, but we have probably a hundred thousand, close seventy thousand. I don't know what it is. It's a lot. But um who cares about that? Number one. Yeah. If you if you're on TikTok right now and you're trying to gain followers, doesn't matter. Does not matter. You're not going to find peace, find joy, find anything that's lasting. Yeah. Um, or if you're buying, like I know people who buy followers that look at some way. So going back to the truth, the truth is it will come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you will be exposed yeah. for the good or the bad. Mm-hmm. Exposed like Manti was in the good way. Yeah. Exposed in the bad. Andrew Tate just got blocked from Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, I believe. Guys, if you haven't checked out Nice Job, they are today's show sponsor and a big supporter of me and my companies. If you guys don't know about Nice Job, Nice Job is a reputation marketing software designed to help you build your reputation and grow your business. With Nice Job's reputation marketing software, you'll get two to three times more reviews and be on your way to becoming the top rated business in your area. If you want to save $50 off your first month, go to our show notes. And I'm telling you guys, you want to give Nice Job a try. We have gained over 40 new reviews in the last year because of using nice job so again get nicejob.com one thing that i would add to this is it's so incredibly important we talked about association earlier our network Mm -hmm. right and when it comes to integrity is that if you're not actively investing in relationships like deep relationships you're going to be standing there alone Mm. when someone accuses you of, oh, of man, whatever it is. But if you have a community because you've invested in people, right? You've stood beside them. You've invested your time, your energy, your resource in developing those relationships. Like, for example, if something came out about Alex, right? I'm going to be standing there right next to him and be like, that's not the man that I know. Right. That's not the man that he is. That's not the man that I've seen. And so you don't have to carry that yeah. by yourself. But that only comes with this proactive effort of creating deep it's relationships. A great point. And I don't think that you know, in the, in the day and age that we live in, you're going to have people accuse you of things. I have been called every single name in the book, like all the stuff that you would be embarrassed for grandma to hear on mm. social media. And there's been those times like early on where I really, it bothered, it, you. It bothered me, mm. it hurt because I didn't, I'm like, you misunderstood my heart or you misinterpreted this. And then I just realized like everyone is truly entitled to their opinion. But at the end of the day, am I at peace with who I am? Mm. And to the people that are nearest to me, my wife, my kids, my friends, my mom, my dad, my family, do they know the real me? And the people that I associate with, do they know the real me? And that goes back to what we were talking about with integrity is that this is who I am. So this is what I do. And I want to create that everywhere that I go so that if and or when mm-hmm. someone says something that's not true, they'll have this piece of evidence and then they'll have a whole book and people oh, that can advocate and say like, that is not who this man is. Like, and we know it to be true. Right? I love that. So <clears throat> to kind of wrap that up is the only way to have that laundry list of people that know you is to be known. And so mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who own businesses um, live on an Island um, without <laughs> lawn chairs and without watermelon for their friends to come with. Um <laughs> You've got to be inviting is what I'm saying. Yeah. saying. You, you need to make yourself be inviting and you need to, you need to invite yourself to be with others. Yeah. Um, I know my my wife was in a season when we had uh, our first daughter, Sage, um, our only daughter, Sage, but um, where, you know, as a new mom, you're kind of like, so am I allowed to like ask people to go here? Do I wait for the invite? Right. Mm-hmm. There's like that new mom thing where you don't really know the rules and you're, <laughs> but you're playing the game and you're kind of trying to figure out like, mm-hmm. what do we do with this bat here? You know, do we throw it through the goalposts? You know, like, it's that weird thing. Um, so, but once my, my wife really started thriving when she started not just inviting people to, to be with her, but inviting herself even yeah. going, Hey, can I, can I join this Bible study? Can I join this mom's group? Can I enjoy but yeah. you know, et cetera. And so I think there's a lot of people that always wait mm. for others, yeah. but guess what? If you're waiting, so are they. Yeah. And so you have to be the proactive person. And so yeah. when it comes to your network, mm-hmm. um, 
make sure you're being proactive and who you're trying to surround yourself with. And that's what you're saying, David, I know, but this about you, you do that. You are always trying to surround yourself with people um, that sharpen you. Um, And I've learned a lot from that. I joined a group a year ago that I was on the fence about and because it cost a lot of money. um, It cost my time and it cost, I didn't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been one of the more rewarding things I've ever done. Yeah. Um, but yes. that, that's huh. a really good thing I, I want to highlight though, sure. real quick, Alex, is that if you feel like you're surrounded by people that you're like, gosh, this is not the network that I want to have. These aren't people that are causing me to feel like I'm growing and expanding and are dreaming and creating, you know, creating life that a lot of times you have to pay to get into the right rooms. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to take that risk and invest in yourself and put yourself out there. And, you know, whether it's joining the chamber of commerce or a BNI mm-hmm. group or going to conferences, going to events, joining a mastermind or being a part of something that's bigger than yourself, that life, I truly believe this with everything inside of me is that life will give you what you demand of it. Mm-hmm. But when we frame that, it's looking through the lens of if I want to be known, if I want to be a leader, if I want to be someone who's influential, and that is all built on a foundation of giving and serving mm. and adding value. So when you go and you're trying to network with other people and build these relationships and be in a, you know, create depth, that is all predicated on your heart focused on adding things to their life, not what you're going to get, not what you're going to take away, not no. what you're going to walk away oh, with. For you. you always focus on, I want to do everything within my power to leave this person better than mm. when I found them. I love that. So guys, David's left us with that. What can you add to someone today? Um, in the comments today, talk about, you know, share with us. Are you in a network? Are you looking? Are you searching? We can help put some resources, uh, suggestions in front of you, but... I think you probably know of one. Uh, You just have to take the step. So again, David, thanks for being on this episode. We'll see you next time, guys. Please make sure you do all the things. Like, subscribe, comment, follow us, um, and share so that we can help people. You can be encouraged. We can be encouraged. Uh, This is the Down to Business Podcast. Xander Kirby, David Waldy. See you next time.